everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm Seth Everett. The head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com is Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, uh, we're now at the uh, the point of the season where, you know, college kind of takes a back seat. You know, the NFL is in the nitty gritty and you start to see this influence of all these bowl games. Uh, what time is the Sarsaparilla Bowl? That That's basically how this goes. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that these are compelling. I know that people will bet on them. I understand that there's odds on these games, but the, the players, you know, pull out of this game. Anybody with NFL prospects pulls out of this game. It's kind of a mishmash, don't you? Th- yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's a tough thing to uh, handicap each year, and you alluded to it with that last point, Seth. Um, you know, you you have players dropping in and out. You have the fact that they're really not that meaningful, and for a lot of players, you know, they know their body of work is already seen by scouts, especially if they have, uh, you know, dreams of uh, playing pro, playing on Sundays. So um, there's not a lot of incentive, except for the schools. You know, the schools get uh, you know some maybe nicer payouts uh, for having success. Oh, in these I games, understand why a school goes. Don't get me I get, wrong. Well, I get why the school goes. Yeah, absolutely. But for the players, and I mean, and, and we see it, especially in these early games. You know, whether it's Bahamas or you know, Bahamas is fun. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind being in Bahamas post London, but. A lot of these other games, you know, you see they're played in stadiums that are like 5%, 10% full, uh, which really re- reflects how much the general public cares about it. But uh, l- listen, it, it's it's college football. There's there's betting on it. Uh, you know, our players really like it. these games are nationally televised and, you know, they do do a good job of finding um you know, pockets, pockets of schedule time that works. So, you know, this Friday we have a game at noon. Uh, you know, if people already checked out, already, you know, looking forward to their holiday season, maybe that's their last day. Eh, what else is there to watch from noon on Friday? Then the following Monday, you have a game at like 2.15 or 2.30 or something like that. So, and then on the Saturday, there's five games, which is a traditional college football spot. If you're not ready to dive into college basketball yet, uh, Lord knows I'm not. It's too much going on. Um, it's a way to still have, I suppose, the normalcy of your fall and now winter Saturday. So I, I think it serves a purpose in that uh, the sporting world hasn't really figured out what else to inject in these time slots. Although the NFL more and more we see are creeping with uh, a lot more Saturday games this year. Uh, and I imagine they'll continue to do that in the future until the NFL is playing seven days a week, 365 days a year. But uh, yeah, you know, some of these early college games uh, to me, they, since I was young, before I was even working at Bavada, these have just been betting opportunities for me, not something that I'm looking forward to for the pure sport, for the pure majesty of the game. Well, it just changes, you know, everything with regard to, again, I'm not meant to diminish them. And if your team qualified, and is in one, and it, it's it's your program. Uh, wonderful, I I think that's good, and I and I like that there's payouts and things like that. I don't think that any of this is shady. What I'm saying is, it, it it's not something where each game just because it has the word bowl at the end doesn't feel very uh, official. You know what I'm saying? Like it it doesn't feel like a big deal, and in such, what I've noticed is that, you know, you see all these games and it's really like a regular day in college football spread out over like 20 days. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, 
you know, we were talking about, uh, oh, we don't want to diminish the prestige of, uh, you know, the Beefo Brady's Bowl or the, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, you know, these historical bowls that we've all been watching, you know, for <laughs> decades, right? Uh, no, I, I mean, a good deal of them are nonsense. I think, I think as that progresses, though, you do see some cool, interesting matchups at non-conference play. Uh, you know, you see, uh, you know, the third best SEC team play, like, you know, a really decent uh, Big Ten team. You know, Ohio State is a team that missed the college football playoff uh, this year. But on paper, they were one of the best teams in all of college sports. So is it's still compelling to see when they play Utah, at least to me on New Year's Day, even though that's not for a college football playoff spot. Um, that is, you know, as you get a little bit further along, some of these games will be meaningful for recruiting purposes or, uh, you know, a little bit of national prestige, but that's when you're looking at, uh, you know, the games played closer to 2022, not the ones that are going to be happening in this first week. Yeah. So, you know, it, we, we, we can sit here and I'm, again, I, I tease my favorite bowl is the sarsaparilla bowl. It's the one that I made up and I just, I feel like uh, one of these days sarsaparilla will be a sponsor of, of, of one of these bowls. But uh, again, you can check the Bavada website for all the different matchups. Instead, it is a crazy week 15 in the NFL. You know, we've been critical the last couple of weeks about some lousy mismatches. This is you've got some some A plus matchups as the playoff picture is starting to get closer. And now fantasy leagues are in their playoffs. So these games are vital. So these games are vital for that on top of everything else. Uh, what say we, you know, what's your take on week 15 in the NFL? Yeah. You know what? It's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned fantasy because I did uh, hear, uh, the usual griping and we even had some COVID griping this week as, uh, you know, a good friend of mine in a matchup against me, uh, he had Tyler Higby remaining Tyler Higby, unfortunately ruled eligible late uh, for Monday night football. And, uh, there's not really a lot of people you can pick up on the waiver wire on Monday night in fantasy football. So he was boned on that, uh, I was able to successfully slide through. Not that I care too much about uh, fantasy football, but I do care about it to the extent that I love beating people who care a lot about fantasy football. So that's uh, that's where I get my pleasure from that. But uh, looking uh, to the week ahead, Seth, yeah, a great week of games. Uh, hopefully not too much, literally knocking on wood here uh, on my desk beside me, but hopefully we're able to avoid uh, some of the COVID stuff that we've seen plague some of the other leagues uh, and certainly in the last week, it's, it's, you know, unfortunately it feels a little bit like last year. Um, you know, we're talking about cancellations. Now we're talking about maybe postponed games and, you know, gosh, maybe, uh, you know, losing star players at the most impactful part of the season. And uh, uh, that's just really something that continues to be a massive headache for us at Bavada. It's tough enough for us to try and figure out who's going to win and by how many points each week, trying to predict uh, what the latest variant of the day is going to do to where our odds making is, really something that uh, literally keeps us up at night. And while I'm still in London, really messes up my sleep schedule. No, it's, it's definitely been something that they have uh, discussed uh, a great deal. And, you know, we've been, we've been talking about this in other sports, you know, forever. Um, you know, as long as we've been doing the show, uh, there have been COVID impacted games. And now the NBA has some, uh, the NHL's had some for months now, and they, that continues. It doesn't seem to be uh, anywhere, um, any consistency uh, whatsoever. And there hasn't been a cancellation in the NFL, um, but there have been a lot of players ruled ineligible. All right, let's take a look at these matchups, including the finals Thursday night matchup on my Twitch channel, the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's a great one out in SoFi Stadium. Should be a great, great matchup. Let's start us off with Thursday night football. 
Yeah, and, you know, great, great job again by uh, the scheduling uh, at the NFL. Um, you know, we, I've lampooned, I think we've both lampooned uh, these Thursday night games for a year, and we've had so many great ones this year. And uh, here we are with what I think might be the best game of the week on Thursday, uh, Chiefs at Chargers. Um, it's, it's really no secret uh, how much I quite enjoy uh, the Chargers and Justin Herbert and how aggressive they are. Probably the most aggressive team in the league. Very analytic friendly, uh, almost always making the right decisions, uh, regardless of what people say in the booth. And the Chiefs, how do you not like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the fact that, you know, they started so slow. I was very concerned about Patrick Mahomes. I love the guy. I think he's great on the field. I think he's a great personality. Uh, so just a great game to root for. One of the few games where without a betting angle, I am going to be locked in and excited to see what happened. Having said that, of course, there's a betting ang- angle because this is the Bavada at Odds podcast, and we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up. The Chargers, four-point home dogs in this one, a very tight spread, kind of where the spread would be at uh, at the beginning of the year based on our preseason expectations for both of these teams, Seth. But, you know, three, four weeks ago, it would have maybe been two, three points different in either direction. So it is nice that, uh, and, and maybe this is something we'll see uh, with this 18-week season, uh, more of a normalization of results and less, uh, less noise, more opportunities for teams to right the ship a little bit so that the cream does rise to the top. Again, Chiefs, four-point road favorites, Chargers, slight dogs at home. Over-under is sitting at 51 right now at Bavada, and that is, quick scroll, the highest total of the week. So expect points, expect a lot of them. Chiefs, Chargers should be a great one, and watch it on my Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then Saturday, because college football is all over the place, uh, the NFL has two games on Saturday, including the Raiders and the Browns. Raiders Browns interesting one uh, Browns coming off uh, a really big win against the Ravens uh, you know um, Lamar Jackson did have a sprained ankle in that one so that was uh, tough for the Ravens to try and rally around uh, you know John Harbaugh got a little bit of grief for his two-point decision making at the end of the game we did run the math afterwards uh, it seemed like it really didn't make a difference uh, at that point uh, whether he kicked the extra point or decided to go for two so and I, I like uh, I like that John Harbaugh guy I think he uh, you know does pretty good stuff there Generally okay on the analytics side. So, but back to Raiders Browns. Uh, the Browns are six point home favorites in this one. I personally thought this would have been higher, Seth. Um, I'm still very down on the Raiders. I still don't think they're a very good team. I still think they're they haven't really quite recovered from um, everything that happened uh, since the Gruden fallout. Uh, you know, gosh, they had a player arrested, another player released for an awkward Instagram video. I am just so down on that Raiders team, but. Having said that, the Browns still only six-point favorites at Bavada. Over-under sitting at 42, one of the lower ones of the week. Um, you know, there's a chance that, uh, God bless, that Lake Erie weather will come into play this weekend, and that's why the total is as low as it is right now. So one to watch for, and perhaps why that spread is so light. If uh, the weather does uh, turn in Cleveland's favor, though, I would expect both the over-under and that point spread to rise. And then, of course, the nightcap, another national televised game in the United States. It's on NFL Network. The Indianapolis Colts hosting the New England Patriots, who are now the one seed. After Baltimore fell from the top spot in the AFC, the Patriots are now the one seed in the AFC going into Indianapolis. Yeah, a really interesting game, Seth, because the Patriots are, uh, you know, they do it a lot of different ways. And last Monday night, they did it. you know, uh, by throwing the ball only three times against the Bills in that uh, wacky, windy game uh, in Buffalo. Uh, but the Patriots come to this game as two-point underdogs uh, at Bavada, which is kind of interesting that they, like you know, like you said, they do have the one seed. 
Chiefs uh, hot on their tail, but the Colts have been quietly playing really good football the last uh, last really the last three four weeks. Uh, they almost beat the Bucks in that crazy crazy high scoring game. Seems like they've got a really good running back in Jonathan Taylor now that they could really rely on. Carson Wentz is uh, you know kind of holding back that gunslinger Brett Farvish mentality a little bit that seems to get him into trouble and they look like a pretty good team so a very interesting matchup uh, you know the Colts could be a team that uh, are potentially making noise in the playoffs and uh, but no surprise that the Patriots as underdogs in this one are getting the majority of the action one of our biggest liabilities of the week right now Seth uh, is with the Patriots 75% of all bets on the Patriots right now over under sitting at 46 at Bavada right now a great Saturday night primetime one. You know, we were talking about college. Uh, I know I'll be watching this on Saturday night, not any of the college footy. Yeah, there's some great matchups, really some great matchups. And then uh, you still have a full Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's week 15, the red zone, the whole thing. Um, a great NFC East matchup. Well, there's two NFC East matchups. One we'll talk about, one we'll ignore. The Cowboys <laughs> head to the Meadowlands while the Eagles take on the Washington football team. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it nice to see. Uh, aside from the Giants, unfortunately, uh, that the NFC East is having. Uh, you know, they're certainly not as hapless as they have been the last couple of years, where we were talking about you know maybe a sub five hundred team taking the division. Uh, you know, Washington has had some unlucky results. The Eagles have had some unlucky results this year. On paper, we do have them right in the mix as you know, pretty half decent team, definitely in that you know top sixteen teams in the NFL this season, and. Uh, Two teams that, because of how wide open it is and because of uh, the extra wildcard spot, are two teams that are still knocking on the door for a playoff spot this year, Seth. Looking at the odds uh, for this one, the Eagles are four and a half point home favorites at Bavada right now. The over-under is sitting 43 and a half. Um, a little bit more money on that under so far, but in terms of the game result, money line point spread bets, pretty much 50 50 it so far players still feeling it out uh, not too much action yet so that suggests that the line's probably right where it should be and then the baltimore ravens they hope to get lamar jackson back you know it's so funny i never realized for a guy that runs that much lamar jackson has never missed a game because of injury that's wild uh lamar jackson they're hopeful that he plays or at least at the time of this recording he is scheduled to play for baltimore when they host green bay yeah, so interesting one there, Seth, and uh, we currently do have the lines uh, restricted at Bavada just because of the uncertainty and because of how much uh, really any starting quarterback means to a team, but certainly someone like Lamar Jackson, a dual threat quarterback like that, that can throw, that can run, he can do it all. Uh, this line did open up as the Packers as two-point favorites, but because of the uncertainty around Lamar Jackson's status and uh, perhaps because it's trending uh, not so positively for him and the Ravens, the Packers are now all the way up to five-point favorites on the road against the Ravens in this one, uh, a game the Ravens desperately need and uh, a game that, no surprise, even with the restricted limits, uh, so many of the bets so far, Seth, are on the Packers in this one. Uh, you know, the Packers are looking great. They're looking hot. Aaron Rodgers is neck and neck with Tom Brady for the MVP award right now. Broke our hearts again last Sunday night against the Bears uh, uh, and really uh, doubled down with the live betting because the Bears were, you know, massive. You know, they had a, a good lead for much of the first half. And so 
you know, people love to bet the Packers when they're the favorites. They love to bet them in game when they're the underdog. So uh, God willing, if the Packers do uh, roll the Ravens uh, on Sunday, I hope they do it from start to finish. I hope the Ravens don't take a lead because every time Aaron Rodgers comes back, uh, it really, really hurts us. And, you know, for betters listening, uh, we got crushed last Sunday, not just on that game, but overall. So we do, we do have to give a tip of the hat to the betters last week for giving us our second worst loss of the season. And, uh, you know, probably our top five worst loss in NFL all time at Bavada. So kudos to the betters, kudos to Aaron Rodgers. We got crushed. The crazy finishes. And, you know, you talk about MVPs and, and, and whatnot, and I'm not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers, but the pass that Brady threw in the, in the overtime, uh, to win it for Tampa Bay last week. I mean, again, it just, it just defies logic. It's, it's incredible. A couple of weeks ago on sports with friends, we talked about why he still does this. You know, Jay Feely was a guest on sports with friends and he was a groomsman in Tom Brady's wedding and vice versa. So they're like really close. They went to Michigan. I didn't know that. Yeah. They went to Michigan together. They're very good friends. And for as long as I've known Jay Feely, which is over, over 10 years, uh, he swears by Brady, he, you know, during deflate gate, he was like, nah, Brady's a good guy. Brady's a good guy. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever the, your, your philosophy on Brady is the, what I said was I never will tell an athlete to retire. I, you know, it's not our place in the media, unless you've been an athlete, you don't know what the, the, the blood, sweat and tears that these guys have gone through. You don't tell them to walk away. If they can't get a job, that's one thing, but you know, you just, as long as, 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 as they want to still do it, they do it. That being said, what I asked Jay Feely was, I said, what about the plays that don't make the highlights when he gets pummeled? He goes, he goes down five, six times a game at his advanced age. Do you want, does he want to keep doing this? And he said, yes, he just can't get enough. And it's just, it, you just have to marvel at the dedication like that. Yeah, it's um, I, I I kind of get it, and I you know, <laughs> I you know I, I just made myself laugh because I was trying to think like I couldn't imagine doing else different as well, and then I thought like, all right, Pat Moore, are you comparing yourself to Tom Brady right now? And I, no, I'm absolutely not. I, I but I just mean like, I I get it. If you if he's found something that he is not just great at, he's incredible at. But uh, it's also weird after you've been doing it for so long to think about doing anything else. Like, could you imagine Tom Brady in the booth? Could you imagine Tom Brady as a coach? I, I, I don't know. I think, I think this is all he knows. I think um, whether you like him or hate him or anything in between, um, he does seem to be the guy that his life is just, he goes to bed at eight o'clock at night. He does the hyper nutrition stuff. Uh, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl, he has one party a year where he has more than a few adult beverages. And it seems the rest of the year, he's locked in a cryo chamber with a playbook. So I, I get that he will try and do this as long as he can, uh, as long as it's possible for him to do it. I will say, Seth, though, you noted the pass on Sunday. What about the Tom Brady scrambles? I remember where in that Bovada, we used to offer him over a half rushing yard, just a single yard, because we would think like maybe if he gets one fourth down sneak or something like that, yeah. that'd be the only chance. He was head faking guys for 13-yard gains. 
at, at his age. That was more impressive to me than any throws that he made, that he's out there doing his best Patrick Mahomes impression, you know, faking like he's going left and going right on guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, if anybody actually connected with him, I'd assume he would just explode into a ball of dust at his age. But uh, I, I thought that was more impressive. Uh, so incredible the run that he's still on. And it, it's insane that he's still as productive as he is and why he's, uh, again, the odds on favorite at Bavada right now for the MVP award. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just on his heels at plus 150. Meanwhile, before we uh, wrap this up, uh, there are reports about future uh, sites for the Super Bowl, and there's rumors about Urban Meyer. Are there odds on either one? Oh, my gosh. Uh, rumors about Urban Meyer. That's always a dangerous topic, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> when people are talking about Urban Meyer and what he's getting up to. Um, future sites of the Super uh, and for Bowl. The rec- for the record, Urban Meyer should never have been hired. He's a guy who knowingly knew that his assistant coach was beating on his wife, did nothing about it. Guy's a scumbag and shouldn't be coaching anywhere. Continue. Yep. Yeah, he sh- I didn't ask you that part. I just asked about the, the, uh, the odds. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you did say, uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with any of that. And I mean, you know, that's unfortunately just one part of, uh, you know, Urban Meyer's uh, rap sheet. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we do, we don't have uh, the next Super Bowl odds or the next Super Bowl locations odd, but we do have Urban Meyer as an underdog to finish the season. Um, it's still bizarre looking at the odds to see that the Jaguars are favorite of the Texans this upcoming week, but uh, that's, that's gotta be the last time that's going to happen. That uh, team is dysfunctional. They're bad. And I, and you know what, for Trevor Lawrence's sake, uh, you know, great kid, horrible situation, get him a better mentor so we can, you know, do something with that kid's career. But yeah. Urban Meyer is a minus 300 uh, under he's minus 300 favorite. Sorry, not to finish the season with the Jaguars at Pavada. And uh, I, I sincerely hope that hits. I don't root for odds to happen, but um, I think he's bad for the sport. I think he's bad for a great QB and a great kid like that. And he's bad for the league. So time for him to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a scumbag. And as far as the sites for the Super Bowl, listen, uh, the Super Bowl is an entity onto itself. Uh, we will do many, many episodes about it. And uh, uh, I just wonder whether people bet on where it's going to go, because, you know, the one thing about the Super Bowl that I, I that I, I feel vindicated on is, you notice since the Meadowlands Super Bowl, they never put a cold weather city again. Uh, that, see, and that's a shame because I mean, I, no, I, I, get I it. disagree. I, it never <laughs> should have happened. It should not have been to the Meadowlands. And I covered that Super Bowl and that was a great career highlight of mine, but it's not, it, 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 they, it should not be, weather should not compromise the Super Bowl. It just shouldn't happen. I, I, I get it. I, I neutral appreciate site it. is a neutral site. That's not neutral. I, I completely get it. I, I know that I appreciate it more for uh, the novelty of it. Uh, but yeah, I can certainly appreciate that if you're trying to get the best result on the field, then having something where, you know, weather is not playing an impact in it is better. And, um, you know, maybe one out of every 50 years, we can do another one. But yeah, otherwise, we should do it uh, indoors, or at least somewhere where the climate is a little better situated. Uh, speaking to future sites, though, I, I mean, the NFL does have a habit of rewarding new stadiums new stadiums generally do get one uh sometime within like the first five years of you know them setting up shop there so it is logical and almost uh, you know very very likely if not a given that vegas will be getting one inside the next few years so and uh, like we don't have to worry about snow there no you don't have to worry about snow indeed all right that'll do it for this edition of the bavada at odds podcast patrick uh safe travels back to uh, at least north america 
and we'll talk to you a little closer than uh, than we have been for the last month. Uh, safe returns. Thank you very much, Seth. Looking forward to being back on that side of the Atlantic. <laughs> That's Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. This is the Bavada at Odds podcast. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.